this is Erica Dyer with Incoherent Ramblings of a Crazy Bitch and my producer, Nick. Hey, Nick, how is it going? It's going good. It's going good. We're finally, you know, into into fall and into that weather, but it's still it's still warm where I am. How about how about you? How is it where you are? It's it's uh, it's kind of in between. Like during the day, it is warm enough. You can have your heat off. It's actually really lovely. But at night, it drops down to, you know, 50s and 60s. So it's cold. And you want to turn your heat on. But you're like, God damn it. It's only September. I don't want to turn my heat on yet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, what do we what are we talking about before before we get into it do you want to do you want to give everybody the email that can give for for questions i do it's erica dyer podcast at gmail.com i think that's right isn't that's, it that's right what what so so what, what what kind of questions do you want anything and everything i'm so very sad nobody is sending us any questions i can't believe it nick you have been working so hard to put our shit out there and nobody has any questions they might be afraid of the answers i think that might they, be the problem they might they might but i mean yeah if, if anybody if anybody wants wants your name like obviously not uh, not said in the in the email or the, or the question I we can always do it. that too yeah we won't say anything just just let us know beforehand it's fine but uh yep, yeah i won't say it yeah but uh, what we're talking about this week well i feel like i need to talk about my father because okay. it is my father died um, 18 years ago around this time. Oh, wow. And he was, I know, very sad, very sad. My cat also died a few years back around this time. And my mother died last year around this time. So this time is a time of death and looking back. But that's okay, because this is my father we're talking about. And this is the man that raised me. So, uh I was raised by a single father, and that might explain a lot <laughs> of my personality. Um, my parents got together. It's actually one of those love stories that is just so fucking amazing. Um, my dad and my grandfather owned a furniture store in the little town that I'm in, and uh at this furniture store, they also had auctions. And I guess my mom had been there and she had two older children and she was uh, bidding on some bedroom furniture and shit like that. And my dad, who was there, outbid her and he won all of this furniture. And I guess she went up to him and she cussed him out. <laughs> Because he was taking furniture and beds and shit from her children. <laughs> and she cussed him out. So this man, because they owned the furniture store where this auction was, got her address and delivered all that furniture to her house or to her oh, apartment. Nice move. Isn't that nice move. fucking smooth, man. That's a good move. That's a good move. Isn't it, though? I'm yeah. like, man, days, that's smooth. These days, the cops will be called and, you, and you'd be a stalker. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he fucking would be. Yeah, he delivered all that. Swept her off her feet. And uh, although she had two older children, um, as she ended up getting pregnant for me and ended up uh, having me. Um, <laughs> when I was born, I was 
<laughs> I was asleep when I was born. So back in the day, uh, I don't know what medications they gave moms when they were in labor, but whatever med they gave her uh, actually put me to sleep. So when I was born, I was born asleep. And uh, I was told that um, my dad, of course, this was when men were not really in the labor room, yeah. but my, my aunt Glenda came out and she's like, the baby's dead. The baby's dead. Oh my oh God. My, the baby's oh dead. God. Cause I was asleep <laughs> oh and everybody's God. crying. Everybody's crying. No, I was just fucking sleeping. Kind of like a, how the rest of my life went. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to sleep and relax through life. So my parents were married. Well, they split up. They got married after I was born and they got married in Las Vegas. They were both blackjack dealers out in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, Wait, now it's the, making the, a lot more sense. Was the, right? was, was, was the wedding one of those like, like quickie drive through places or was it like a, 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 a full on wedding? I know okay. it was, it was not a full on wedding. It had to have been one of those quickie places. Gotcha. Um, my mom used to have a tape of the wedding, but, um, that is long gone, but, um, yeah, so they got married after I was born and we we all lived out in Las Vegas and and I can remember being little and my dad taking me to work at like Circus Circus cuz this is before um they were really strict about under 21 not being on the floor. I would fucking sit at the tables, the blackjack tables at Circus Circus <laughs> with my dad dealing blackjack and i would actually play blackjack with these grown men oh i was good too my dad taught me how to count um oh. cards and, and chains <laughs> when i was really little i was really fucking good at math and all of that when i was little and uh so when my parents split they split when i was about two my dad took me and raised me so I was raised by a single father my entire fucking life. But oh my God, what a fucking father, man. So <laughs> when I was really little, I can remember traveling all over the United States. My dad had me everywhere from Alaska to California, over into the Midwest. We traveled fucking everywhere right and everywhere we went women loved my dad <laughs> oh my god i can remember sitting there and he had these beautiful long natural eyelashes beautiful hazel eyes and women just would fucking throw themselves at him but you know of course being a little kid i never realized how much until i got probably about seven or eight. And then I started noticing some shit. So we lived on my dad. Once I started school, um, he actually put me in a, a, a Baptist school. I went to a, a Baptist school um, from kindergarten through third grade. So, so I were, have a lot a, of, you were in a, a religious I, school. <laughs> I went to a religious school. I had to wear dresses, you oh know. I, I was at a I was at a, a Baptist school. Um, yeah, there's um, many... there's the, 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 <laughs> I mean, like there's always there's always that uh, that thing that's said about religious girls, you know. So there's always so, a connotation there. Yeah, exactly. So I can remember one time in particular. Um, my, my dad had bought this farm, and and I can remember the phone ringing 
and I get up and I go and answer the phone and it was this guy. And I remember the guy's name. He's, you know, asked, he said, is my wife there? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. I think she's in bed with my dad. Let me go check. I was like eight years old. So I go into my dad's bedroom and there's my dad sleeping naked. And there's this man's wife sleeping naked. And I'm like, Hey, your husband's on the phone because this was not unusual for my father. This was like normal. This was normal. I would find random women in his bed all the time because I slept with my dad. I know it sounds perverted now and now there would probably be some like big controversy about it, but slept in the same bed as my dad till I was 10 years old. Not that he didn't, he would try to kick me out. He would lock me out of the room. I would get a butter knife and Jimmy the lock. And if he had a woman in there, I'd sleep on the floor. I had to be near my father. So I knew he had this woman in his bed. I went and woke her up so she can go talk to her husband. (laughs) Your husband's on the phone. I like how you had a way so, of getting in regardless. Like he could lock the door. It's like this, this ain't working. You ain't gonna fucking lock me out, man. This ain't working. You ain't got you ain't not gonna lock me out. So so that's how pretty much my entire childhood was. Random women. Um, it did not matter. My dad, he had some great fucking friends, great male friends even better female friends. And when I was probably about 14 years old, I asked him, I said, dad, why do you sleep with all these women? Because now I'm understanding, oh, my dad's bedroom is like a revolving door, right? (laughs) There's like all these fucking women that are in there. I'm I'm starting starting to picture picture this from from his end because like his daughter who's 14 is like probably across from like the breakfast table and you're asking him it's like dad what's going on why do you sleep with all these women and he said Erica they come to me I don't go to them (laughs) oh hell no he didn't (laughs) they come to me I do not go to them Okay, daddy. I see. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, so that's pretty much how the majority of my childhood went. But see, I remember stories like when he had his 40th birthday party. Oh, my God. I remember him coming home. He had a fucking blow up doll tied to the front of his car. He had a bra tied to his car. You know, I was raised by this very attractive, very outgoing man that women love. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like you, you, like your dad was Hugh Hefner. That's basically what it sounds like. He kind of was. I'll tell you probably a couple of the worst things. So there was these two, I can remember riding in the back of the car, two 21 year old friends. My dad is like 40 and these girls are like 21 each. And they're like both with my father. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, you girls are too young for my dad. And they're like, hey, you don't know your dad. (laughs) Oh, my God. Damn. (laughs) Two 21 year olds when he was 40. But it gets better. So when I was in middle school, so I switched to a public school 
And when I was in middle school, my dad started dating this girl and he actually got kind of serious with her. Um, Her name was Sheila. She lived in Columbus, Ohio. My dad sold cars for a living. So he went to the car auctions over in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, he had met this uh, young lady, Sheila, over there and and started uh, dating her. Well, I found out later, fucking Sheila was 18 years old. So my dad, who was in his 40s, was dating this 18-year-old. And I'm like, dad, why are you dating an 18-year-old? And he goes, because it's only a few years older than me. And he's like, well, when I met her, I asked her how old she was. And she said that I asked her if she was out of school. And she said, yes, I meant college. She was talking high school. So. Yeah, yeah, that almost got me in trouble at school because I was actually in the bathroom at school talking about it because Sheila had came over to our house and it was so fucking cute. Now, looking back, my dad (laughs) tried to protect me, dumbass. So Sheila would spend the night at our house, but because she was closer in age with me, she would sleep in my room until I fell asleep. And then, of course, she would sneak out and go over to my dad's room but he did try to protect me so that was really fucking cute but um yeah so he uh he dated Sheila for many many years and then he got a little bit older and he met a woman that he got very serious with and that was like everybody thought he was going to marry this woman he was with her for 15 years uh, all through me growing up, having my kids and things like that. And then uh, he said when she hit menopause, she became a biting sow and he wasn't going to put up with that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, um, he did have one like major serious relationship, but um, he was a he was quite quite a quite a catch. That's for damn sure. Uh, I didn't realize how much of a catch until we had his funeral. So most funerals are sad and somber and, oh, my God, this loved one died and we're very sad. We want to cry about it. But this is my dad we're talking about, right? You know, we've had a lifetime of like a revolving door on his motherfucking bedroom. And. The first time I knew that this was going to be a little bit more exciting was I I saw some woman I'd never known before. And my uncle pointed her out. He's like, yeah, your dad used to live with her. I said, oh, he did. He goes, yeah, you almost married her. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll go and talk to her. And I asked her, I said, well, okay, so when did you live with my dad? And she gave me the years. And she said, "Um, until 1973. And I'm like, 73? I was born in 73. (laughs) That might be the reason you broke up is because I was fucking born. Oh, I might be wrong about the date. Yeah, bitch, you ain't wrong about the date, but that's okay. There was all kinds there. There was a couple, uh, there was a lesbian couple that was there that my dad uh, lived in this apartment building with. And (laughs) they proceeded to tell me that they were really good friends with my dad and how funny he was. And he was telling me about this one chick that he was dating. And see, by the time my dad died, he was a double amputee. He had no legs. Um, He was double amputee. He um, 
uh, was constantly in a wheelchair, uh, but he had a, a vehicle that was handheld and things like that. So he was very active. But these uh, <laughs> these lesbians were telling me how my dad would tell them stories about this woman that gave him the best blowjobs ever. <laughs> she, because of course he's in his 60s now, she would take his her fucking teeth out. Oh my God. And she gave the best fucking blowjobs ever. And I'm like, Dear fucking Lord, do we have to talk about my dad getting blowjobs at his funeral? But of course. Um, have you ever seen a movie called uh, called Big Fish? Oh my God, I think years ago I have. What you're I describing, think... what this is the funeral you're describing, kind of kind of reminds me of like the adult version of that ending of that movie because you know that. Oh uh, that that guy's father dies, and you know he knows these people all from all from his entire life, and they all come to his funeral, and the kid finally realizes what all the stories were and things, you know. <laughs> that's that's kind of what the what you're talking about now. That's what kind of reminds me of. Oh my god! Oh my god! But yeah, it gets better. So, <laughs> this is my dad's funeral, right? So. I thank these lovely ladies for telling me about my dad getting wonderful blowjobs before he died. I'm so glad he had some great blowjobs um, in the last days of his life. I appreciate that. But um, so we're sitting up there and I'm, I'm sitting up towards the front and in comes... So this woman that my dad dated for 15 years that he was no longer with, they broke up because she was a biting sow. And my dad, my legless father, even though he, you know, couldn't live anymore, um, he wasn't going to put up with that shit. She comes up to his funeral and she uh, has these little tiny shorty shorts on and these knee high socks and a tank top on. Oh, my God. She had just got off the plane and came directly to the funeral. So my uncle put her up in the front row. Yeah, yeah, because she's family. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, come on up, come on up, come on up. And uh, so we're sitting there and my uncle is is up front. He's doing the eulogy and he's talking about my my dad. And he was very close to my father and what a wonderful guy he was. And he asked if there was anybody that wanted to say anything. And from the back, this lady goes, I want to say something. And there was a lot of people there. Okay. Cause my dad was very well known, <laughs> very well known. <laughs> and so this woman goes to the front, right? And uh, while she's up there, she's like, yeah, I used to clean the house and I used to watch Erica and I used to have sex with Jim and we're like, <laughs> at this funeral right and my uncle is just and this woman is going on and on yeah i saw him in the last days of his life and he lifted the covers and showed me his penis and said you want some of this oh my god he was the same old jim and i'm like yeah <laughs> i can believe it and my uncle was so mad. This woman just went on and on about my father and how wonderful he was. <laughs> oh, dear God. And then I happened to have a seat open beside me. 
at the funeral. So when she came down from the podium, she came and sat beside me. Oh, well, my uncle, who's fuming, he goes back up there. He's like, okay, well, thank you so much for those very kind words. And he, he's like, he goes again into his eulogy and he goes, yeah, and uh, Jim loved the ladies. And there's this woman next to me, <laughs> right next to me with her arm around me. Yup, yup, yup. Oh, dear God in heaven. Can we get through this fucking funeral, ma'am? Oh, God. But see, I and, and everybody might be wondering, okay, so what did this guy have? That it, the fucking guy was legless, you know? He was like, what did he have? Well, I'll tell you, I took care of him when he was sick. He died of cancer. He was a four-pack-a-day smoker. Oh, jeez. I took care of him when he was sick. And I'll tell you, like the first time that I had to uh, clean my father, <laughs> I kid you not. I went to clean him. And afterwards I text my sister and I said, Oh my God in heaven. I can see why the women threw themselves at dad. The dude was hung i hate to say that about my father but oh dear god in heaven that man was a gift from god okay (laughs) (laughs) i mean i hope he passes some of those genetics down to my children so we have the funeral right well anytime you have a funeral everybody's sad everybody goes about their day and everybody goes on with their life Well, not too long after the funeral, this woman reaches out to me. And this is kind of when Facebook was starting to become pretty big, right? And this woman reaches out to me via Facebook and she's like, you know, hey, you know, I hear you're Jim Dyer's daughter and, um, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, great. This is probably somebody else who fucked my father. (laughs) I mean, there's. (laughs) probably a thousand of you out there i don't know what to tell you and she's like i believe you're my half sister i'm like half sister what the fuck we talking about here bitch oh gosh oh gosh yeah yeah well she said she had reached out to my father a little bit prior to that had exchanged some pictures her mother and my father she said met at a party Way back when, when my dad was home from the army, he was in the army during the Vietnam War, and um, her mom had gotten, her biological mother had gotten pregnant and put the baby up for adoption. And so I asked my aunt, and my aunt's like, eh, you know, I know that girl, she ran around a lot, I, um, I remember your dad saying that this woman reached out to him, but he never believed it. And I'm thinking, okay, well, my dad never believed it. He never said anything to me and he raised me. So I know for sure that if this was his kid, he would have raised this fucking kid. So I'm like, I blew her off. Right. Well, last year when my mom died, I started thinking about that again. I'm like, huh, wonder what's going on with that chick that thought she was my, my half sister. Right. So I thought, well, I'll reach out to her. So I reached out to her and I said, I said, hey, so I did like this 23andMe DNA test. I said, if you ever want to just confirm you're my my sibling, 
um, go ahead and do that test. She goes, well, I'm pretty sure, but I'll do it. The bitch is my half sister. And oh, I was God. like, oh, hell no. So I asked my cousin because I have an older cousin who partied a lot with my dad. And uh, I said, well, my dad always said he couldn't have kids. Like, that's why his first marriage ended was because he couldn't have children. And that's why my mom, you know, when she was with them, she was surprised she got pregnant. And my cousin was like giggling, right? <laughs> I said, don't you tell me that's some shit that he used to tell women <laughs> <laughs> that he couldn't have kids. And that's what my cousin said. He goes, oh, gosh. He goes, he used to tell women that. God knows how many fucking siblings I have out there. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm like, fuck if I know. Lord knows I probably got more. I probably got more. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But gotta love my father. And what you gotta love even more is when you have to clear their shit out. Right? So... <laughs> This let this be a lesson to any of you. Okay. When you die, somebody will need to go through your shit. <laughs> somebody. And more than likely, if your children are of age, it will be your children going through your shit. So I had to go through my father's shit. Right. Well, one of the things I found was an old video camcorder. Oh my God. And the way the camcorders used to work. <laughs> You know, it wasn't saved to the cloud or no shit like that. It's actually a tape. So play this tape. And I see one of my dad's old girlfriends, the one he was with for 15 years, doing a strip tease. <laughs> and I see her taking her shit off. And there's my dad on the camcorder. And it like <laughs> jogged a memory of mine everything that was on this tape of when I was younger and this woman and her best friend both coming out of my dad's bedroom one morning and me asking, <laughs> well, dad, where did so-and-so sleep? And he goes, oh, she slept in the chair. Yeah. Yeah. So that videotape reminded me that my father had no chair in his bedroom when these young ladies spent the night at his house. So that was a nice surprise. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the man had had sex tapes. He I, had I some mean, sex tapes. Oh God, I get. But they are I gotta, destroyed. I gotta give it to. I gotta get. Well, thank, thank, thank God for that. But I, I gotta give it to him. At least you know he tried it. You know he was trying. He was trying to do OnlyFans before before OnlyFans became a thing. You know, so those were his private sex tapes. Yeah, no, they're <laughs> destroyed. We pulled all the the tape out and all that shit. But then That's another good. thing I found. So my dad was also diabetic, and what some of you may not realize with diabetics, especially the men. They have trouble with getting an erection. And I found this really heavy duty. And it actually had a receipt in there. It was like $350. And this was like 18 years ago. Um, $350 penis pump. So a penis pump, you know, you put on the male's penis and you pump it up and it gets their dick hard, right? So I'm like looking at this shit like, oh my God, dad, why the fuck 
would he need a penis pump? The man has no fucking legs. You know, <laughs> like he can't. He's pumping up his shit so he can still try to get some. Okay, dad. So I'm telling my ex about this, right? <laughs> and uh, I just throw my dad's shit in the in the the dumpster. And my ex was down there. Um, we were exchanging our son. And, uh, and I'm telling about this. I'm like, yeah, my fucking perverted father. It's not bad enough. He was fucking all these women while I was growing up. And we got these women showing up at his funeral. I'm having to throw away penis pumps and sex tapes. I'm like, God damn daddy. (laughs) Jesus Christ. No wonder why I got sex issues. Right. So, (laughs) so I throw my shit away. I get a call like the next day from my ex. <laughs> He's like, yeah. So, um, remember that penis pump you threw away? Oh my, oh my God. Oh my God. And I'm like, yeah. Like down in the dumpster at the mot- the hotel or the apartments I live at. He said, yeah. He goes, well, after, after I dropped off our so-and-so, he goes, I went down there and got it out. I said, you telling me, motherfucker, that you crawled into a oh, dumpster wow. to get a used. Now, Grant is not brand new. That shit was used penis pump. He goes, he goes, yeah, but I figured my dick had been every place my dick had been. Somebody else's dick has been there, too. He said uh. he got in there and got that penis pump that my dad had used. And he pumped his dick up and he couldn't get it off. <laughs> he couldn't get that penis pump off. Oh. He had to wait till his shit went back down <laughs> to get that, <laughs> that penis pump off his dick. I'm like, what kind of sick motherfuckers do I date? Get a fucking used penis pump. And like, I, I hope, I hope he like washed it out or like, you know, oh, put it who through the a, fuck knows? He, you know, put it. <sighs> He's got some issues. Put it through a dishwash cycle or something, man. Just, you know, like, make sure it's disinfected first and then, like, you know. I don't, you know. I guess use it. I don't know. Uh, He's all, he's kind of special. So, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Who knows? He may not have. I have no idea. He's, uh, he's something else. But yeah, yeah. So that was my dad. Um, he, uh, died almost, uh, been a little over 18 years ago now but i'm telling you the legend lives on there are still times that i will run into people and oh they will be like yeah i knew your dad I'm like, yeah i bet you did bet you did <laughs> he destroyed more than one marriage that's for goddamn sure oh, God. i can remember i'm telling you i can remember girlfriends i can remember you know marriages wives Oh, yeah. And and what's funny is when I started having sex, because he was a single father raising a daughter, we had a housekeeper that would come and clean our house. And uh, um, I was like 15, 16 years old. And and then we had the free clinic where we could go down and we could get free condoms and stuff. And I had him in my jewelry box. And this bitch must have went through my shit because she told my father that I had condoms. And I can remember my father uh telling me he's like well i know they're not yours but um you know it doesn't look good and i'm like (laughs) the pot calling the kettle black (laughs) 
okay. Yeah, I'm like, no, I actually, Dad, they are mine. Oh, my God. The world was falling down. <laughs> God. And then there was another time. This was even worse because I was like 18, 19 years old. And uh, my boyfriend, because my dad traveled for work. This was another thing. Thank I don't know how I didn't have like a high school pregnancy or drug addiction or anything like that because my dad would come home on Sunday, pay the bills and then leave Monday morning and be in Columbus, Ohio until like Thursday night, come home Thursday night, spend the night, get up Friday morning and go to his girlfriend's until Sunday. So he was never there all through high school. I, (laughs) Oh my God, dude, the parties I used to have, (laughs) holy shit. (laughs) So he was never there. My boyfriend spent the night all the fucking time. And uh, I remember because he used to have drivers because he was a car dealer and they owned a car lot and um, they had drivers that would constantly have to move the cars. And I remember a driver coming in one time and my boyfriend leaving and the driver must have said something to my dad because my dad was like, well, I know you're not having sex, but it just looks bad. And I'm thinking (laughs) I'm like 18 years old. You're never here. Oh, yeah, God. dad, I'm not having sex. <laughs> I, I, I love that. His, his whole thing is like, well, it looks bad. It's like, li- li- listen, pop. <laughs> just like, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> he was so funny. It was like he, I, I my life could have turned out a lot, a lot worse. I mean, I had so much freedom. It wasn't even funny, but, um, I definitely did not learn uh, my morality from him. I mean, he would be like shocked that I (laughs) haven't been with anybody in so long. Oh, good Lord. Oh, my father. I tell you. But yeah. Yep. So so it's it's been uh, been about eight years. And I think he's worth a shout out. That's for damn sure. Yeah, he sounds like. He gave a lot uh... of joy to women. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's uh, yeah, clearly, clearly, but yeah, he 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 sounds like a hoot. Um, he sounds like he's he'd he'd be a fun he'd be a fun fun person to talk to about just stories about life and all kinds of stuff like that. So yeah. Oh, he was. I remembered when Dawn came to see him when he was sick. Uh, he had cancer, so he was at home, and uh, I graduated with Dawn, and and she came and she gave him a hug, and he's like. Damn, Don, you get any bigger, you'll be all tits. I mean, that this <laughs> fucking dude's dying, and he's talking about this bitch's tits. <laughs> like my god, oh dad. god, just a just just a a, a man to the end. <laughs> he fucking was man, oh, right to the very end. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that probably explains. I would say that that explains my my mouth and my cursing but actually i don't get that from my father i get that from my mother my mother cursed like a goddamn sailor (laughs) right up until the very end oh my dear god i can remember because like i said about this time last year my mom died and I remember this poor hospice nurse was trying to take my mom's blood pressure and my mom's like don't you fucking touch me. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and the nurse is like, oh, I'm so sorry. Did I hurt you? And it's like, oh, no, no. That's just how my mom talks. She's <laughs> she's okay. 
<laughs> so for any of you wondering why Erica curses like a sailor, hey, you know what? I can't help it. It's it's the way I was raised. <laughs> yeah. Um that's yeah, he's he it sounds like a hell of a dude. He um, really was. Yeah. He he was uh, a lot of a uh, lot of joy to the world. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And you know what? This is what gets me. So I can only speak to the things that I know. What about the shit I don't know? What did he <laughs> take to his motherfucking grave? That would be interesting. <laughs> because I probably only know the the basic shit. I mean, I mean, we could always we could always start a GoFundMe and, and make a documentary about your dad. I'm just saying we need we need oh. to, you know. We need, we need to start interviewing, heavily interviewing everybody he's ever known and, and just start grilling them for questions. And just, oh, you know, you'll, you'll, it'll, it, it would end up being a four and a half hour documentary about it, but we would learn everything, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, oh, I don't know if there's some things I probably don't want to learn. Probably, <laughs> probably. There probably are many things I do not want to learn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I do think that's it. I, I think that's that's pretty good point to leave my dad in right now. Yeah, that's, this is one hell of an episode. Um, you know, it's a nice tribute to your dad. Uh, it was good to hear about him. Um, yeah, just, you know, uh, <laughs> just a, a man to the end. Um, you know, was sorry, to, sorry that he sorry that he's, he's no longer with us, but, you know, he's probably in a better place now. Yeah, um, let's hope he is. Yeah. Um, any uh any any final remarks the only final remark i will have is some, uh uh advice i take for myself don't leave shit in your room that you don't want your kids or family members to find if you don't want anyone to find your penis pump get rid of that shit <laughs> Have a have a friend that's going to dispose of it for you, because that ain't something that your child needs to see. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, I guess that's it for this episode. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter, uh, Erica D Podcast at Twitter and Erica D Podcast uh, on Instagram as well. And um, yeah, we'll um, we'll we'll get to you next week. <laughs>